You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. One nice thing is that um, uh, we, I think it's, it's the good part of this situation that every musician know wh- how, how, why, why he's doing this. And uh, when you love stage, now you, you can feel that you really love stage because you're not doing any shows. So <laughs> it, it's a nice part in some ways. <laughs> hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. Brought to you by Sound Talent Media, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope you've been having a great week. I most certainly have been. I have been super busy working on a huge project that I can't wait to announce to all of you. It is a very, very cool. It is all about the metal and craft beer community coming together and working together to do something truly spectacular and amazing. I am very excited about this and everybody else that has heard about it is very excited about this. I can't wait to make a huge announcement within the next few weeks. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I'd just like to encourage you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I'm asking you to rate it and write a review because when you do that, More metalheads, just like yourself, will be able to discover the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. You should also sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast's mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast throughout the past week, including all the details for any episodes which I have dropped throughout that week, if I have been a guest on someone else's podcast, as well as the links for the upcoming live interview Thirsty Thursday Virtual Hangs, and the links to the Brutal Awakenings playlist, which is available on Apple Music and Spotify and is curated by my man Jerry Monk, the metal architect himself. Do yourself a favor, sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast's mailing list, because this is a party you do not want to miss. Now, on today's episode, I'm with Francois Thibault Ordé of Deluge. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops episode number 243. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today I'm with Francois Thibault Ardé of Deluge. I am very, very stoked to be with you. I am a huge fan of what you do. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, how are you doing, Francois Thibault? Hey, Matt. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I would like to tour a bit more, but uh, still, I have I, I got company, so I, I I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do seem very well uh, surrounded yeah. for everyone that's listening at home and not seeing this. He, behind him is just a multitude of beautiful wine bottles. Let's start right there. Why are there so many wine bottles around you, François Thibault? It's not only for pleasure. That's also my job. Uh, so all, all of them are unfortunately empty. So it's, it's, it's a bit scary, too. <laughs> and that's just the one part of the iceberg. But... Uh, Anyway, I, I do sell uh, natural and organic wines in, in Metz, in France, the city where I live since three years now. That's amazing. It's almost like having all of your, your, your ex-girlfriends around <laughs> you watching you. <laughs> I would need a bigger, a bigger room. 
<laughs> I'm joking. I love it. Um, I like to kick things off with a complex question. Uh, how did you cope with the glorious year of 2020? Well, I, I was being I was being a part of the I think the more optimistic about the situation. I I, I was only seeing like it's gonna end one sooner or later, but uh, it's not like. A, uh, especially the, the end of the of the year was a bit hard because we we so we released the album in, in on November six and we were supposed to tour in in France uh, with Igor which is a, a hell yeah a, yeah a hell of a band and uh, it was going to be a great tour we worked really hard for it uh, since the, the 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 album was released five years after the, 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 the first one. So we were expecting this really, really much and we did everything we could to make it happen. And uh, uh, our, our book, our booking agent too. And when it, when it has been canceled, it was, uh, so it, it was not, it, it wasn't easy and it, it got me, uh, it got me really sad to be honest, but now we're just gonna wait for, uh, I mean, we, we, we just have to wait and hope for the best, but uh, uh, it, 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 I was I was being a part of the optimistic at the beginning, but the the, the after the album was out, it was uh, not not easy for me. No, I can completely understand that releasing an album and not being able to get out there and connect with your fans and uh, showcase it appropriately, especially on a stage yeah. with Igor in France. You know, Igor is huge everywhere, but I imagine that they're even bigger in France because they're from there. I, I can feel that being very depressing. <laughs> Yeah, it is, and uh, plus um, we're not exactly a black metal band, but but uh, the the live experience has always been a a, a a really big part of Deluge. I always wanted to. I, I love playing live. I mean, that's what I love most. I love doing records, creating melodies, but recording records is one hell of a exercise. I I love it, but it's it's really hard work. But going on stage is like something I need to do and all of us need to do this. So it's, uh, it was, yeah. And, and, and one, one nice thing is that, um, uh, we, I think it's, it's the good part of this situation that every musician know wh how, how, why, why he's doing this. And, uh, when you love stage, now you, you can feel that you really love stage because you're not doing any shows. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a nice part in some ways. <laughs> We will appreciate it that much more when we climb back up onto that yeah. stage and, 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 you know, finally get to bang our heads with everyone in the pit. Yeah. Uh, for myself, I've been saying it on the podcast a lot. I don't want to do any of these restricted shows. Yeah, okay. I'm not interested yeah. in having people seated. I want to come back and play when it's safe for everyone. Yeah. And I want to play when people can go ape ass shit crazy <laughs> circle pits crowd surfing licking your neighbor's armpits that's right <laughs> that, that's 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 when i think i would bring cryptopsy back to the world <laughs> when, when that is that depends on how everyone behaves and how this vaccine goes through <laughs> yeah, yeah uh let's talk vox and hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends and talking about their lives music and craft beer now what beer do you have on your side and explain to everyone what's going on with you this month yeah yeah that, that, that's <laughs> it, it's it's a funny part of the of the thing because it it, it, it almost woke me up in the night last saturday when i was eh, next saturday i'm doing i'm doing uh, vox and hops with matt and uh i i'm doing dry january so i was like 
what I'm what I'm gonna drink. I I'm, I'm I love craft beers, but I'm not especially a a, a very connoisseur. Um, but I, I do sell beers even if I work in a wine shop. So I do a, a, a little bit of uh, the beers we have locally. And I know another shop that uh, that sells only beer. It's a it's a beer shop, and they do have a lot of craft beer. So I came yesterday morning with a. You need to save me. I'm doing an alcohol fry <laughs> months, and I need I need craft beers. So it, I, I start with the. Um, it's German. It's like man, Mandarina Bruno, and uh, yes. yeah, if yeah, yeah, oh, there it is. Yeah, B R L O. It's uh, Mandarina Bavaria Citra and Lemon Drop Hopfen. It's really um, a fresh and uh, desalterant. Very refreshing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, refreshing. Thank you. And uh, non-alcoholic, right? So that's that's really cool. I you know I like taking balance and, and embracing some balance with alcohol. So so cheers to you. On my side, I will be drinking something with alcohol. Uh. <laughs> this is a very cool little beer from Lupulon. Okay. Which is a very, very young brewery here in Montreal. Okay. They've been uh, around for uh, under a year for sure. This is a non-traditional. They have just the sickest can art. I love it. I love cool. it. I love it. I love cool. it. Very cool. Uh, this is their Euphoria. It is a non-traditional Hellas, which I love. And it's made with 100% uh, Quebec hops, which is very cool. Okay, cool. Uh, this is a very small brewery. They're contract brewing out of Avant-Garde, which is a much bigger brewery. A Vox and Hops alone right there super stoked about this let me crack this out and pour this out and um, let's talk about beer let's talk about your very very first beer do you remember your first brew that you ever had oh yeah yeah it's not uh, uh, the, the the bass player of uh, my first band uh, the father of my bass player used to work in um, in a brewery it's very famous in France because it's a it's a Cronenbourg which is the most like the most famous French brewery. So his father used to have a lot, like, like tons of beers in the, in the basement. And I think this, this was my first beer. And it was like, uh, it's, it's really like the, I mean, not the cheapest beer, but the simplest beer, the simple, simplest blonde beer you can have. And it was like maybe 20, 20, 22 years ago now. So it's been a while. <laughs> See that's that's great, you know, when you when you discover those those hidden stashes <laughs> as a child and you indulge in one. At least you start with something good. Yeah, <laughs> something <laughs> simple. Cronenberg might not might not be you know a, a craft beer per se, but it is a nice clean beer. Which yeah, is good. yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. After <laughs> after when we were a teenager, there was like really cheap beer with a lot of sugars in it, and it has been uh, almost forbidden after that because all of the Kids were like, oh, it's like soda. And everybody was drinking beers with the sugar. So everybody was like, uh, like, like, like completely drunk after three beers. Because when you're 13 or 14, you, <laughs> that's the, that's the idea. <laughs> that's exactly where I started, but I've quickly moved away from that. This is, uh, absolutely delicious. Um, super clean as well. A slight little sweet tang to it. It's, uh, smells malty. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Cheers. Cheers. FT. Cheers. Cheers, Matt. Let's dance into the the France craft beer scene. You mentioned that uh, you do sell some of them. It's not your your main gig. It's not your main focus. Yeah. yeah. But but how is the France craft beer scene? Uh, actually, it's it's um, it's really interesting because um, you 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 can see after a while that uh, some of them are doing it for like you you have plenty of of uh, of brewery. 
like really small brewery, but some of them are just like one guy that wanted to do this for like one year and after he, he will be doing anything, uh, something else. Um, but you have some people that kept doing it for years and then buy locals, buy, buy um, shops or, uh, or houses to make them. And um, mm -hmm. uh, actually, even in in Metz, uh, would you would you give, would you give me a second? I sure. can bring some really local uh, brews that I Very love, cool. even if Absolutely. I won't be drinking them. <laughs> <laughs> I will try not to open them, but if I do, you will you will know. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're doing dry January. Yeah, 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 no, I, I'm I'm easy. It's easy uh, actually. I. I had a lot in December, so it's okay for January. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is a brasserie called uh, a brewery called La Tuilerie, because uh, mm. Tuilerie. Uh, I, I don't know the, the the word in English, but it's some, the, the thing you have on the on the roof of a house, and it's it, yes, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah. it, it was um, where, where they do it now. Used to be uh, uh, the 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 maker, a tuile factory. So oh, cool. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, that makes sense. That's very cool. Yeah. This is so it's a shingle, a, a shingle. Okay, a shingle. Right. Thank yeah. you very much. This is super genet, which is quite a classic, but I do love classic blondes uh, when they are well structured. This is very good. And they do sour, they do craft, they do double IPS, they do uh, black IPS, black stout. Uh, very cool. Re really nice. And this is, they are good friends of me. And funny thing, I used to, 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 to have a bar before. I used to set really? up shows for uh, associations, bands, and everything, and they were doing like uh, noise, uh, noise, uh, noise concerts. So it was a bit like okay, and we, we became <laughs> really strong friends. The, the nights were like really uh, funny. You you woke up in the bar and there was some some guy on the bar doing sound, a guy on the stage, uh, some people in the crowd doing stuff. I think if you don't, if you didn't know it, he was like. Where am I? <laughs> is it a bar? Is it a, like a asylum or whatever? And they they keep doing shows. Uh, not a lot at the moment, uh, like everybody. But uh, they started the, the brewery like two years ago in Clemry. This is the the city of their uh, grandmother, I guess. And they oh, do like cool. a, a, um, a, a pepper session timut with uh, timut pepper. And th this is my favorite. This is really really good. They are Very cool. Light beers, uh, quite simple, really refreshing, and uh, um, it's, it's it's awesome. And this is their ale. If you don't know them, you must try this. I will. They're on my radar. Next time Cryptopsy comes through France, I'm going to be hunting them out. <laughs> Let's talk about the the soundtrack of your youth. When you were growing up in your parents' or guardian's house, what music was playing when you were not in control of the radio? What music did your parents or guardians listen to? Uh, my parents used to listen to a very famous um, uh, radio channel called RFM, which was like really classic music, like classic French music in the 80s. So uh, it, it, it's a funny thing because last night I, with the with the with the lockdown, I mean I I, I listen to music every day, all the time at at the shop, home, uh, in the morning, uh, not when I sleep, but I used to do it when I sleep too. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> when I was like a single. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and and and. and so I, I sometimes you, you you look for something to, to to listen to because you you just like listen to everything you know and everything you don't know too. So yesterday night I I, I think I I run a, some kind of playlist with all these tracks from 
RFM, uh, Radio France Music. <laughs> so it was like really, really classical uh, pop songs from the 80s, French singers, like uh, a lot of them. Like Céline Dion, for, for, uh, not only French, but they used to, they, they would have, uh, they would have uh, <laughs> played Céline Dion a lot. My, my yeah. local pride, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, I don't hate her, surprisingly enough. A lot of people yeah. give her about some, some a bunch of flack to Celine Dion, but uh, she she can sing. So so, you, you know, not not everyone can sing for real. With the guts. <laughs> yes, yes. She's she's. I shout out to Celine. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, your first show? Do you remember the first time that you went and witnessed live music? I I, I did a few local shows with like uh, local bands when I was a kid, and it's funny because. Local band when you're a kid are like rock stars, even if they are working on the on the, on the factory like eight hours a day. Uh, this uh, on Saturday night he is a rock star. And um, but the, the the first thing I remember was um, I was I was really young, but I saw uh, I'm, I, I was thirteen between thirteen and fourteen, and I saw System of a Down at the Zenith in my hometown with. Dillinger Escape Plan as, as wow, an opener what a lineup. in, in, what a in, lineup. in, in 2000. It was like completely crazy because uh, even System of Fedan wasn't, uh, it was famous enough to go in Europe in, 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 the, in 2000. But, uh, but Dillinger Escape Plan as, as support was something interesting. <laughs> Especially if, you, <laughs> if, you, if you're just expecting System. You know, something a bit more square, and then you get Dillinger that's just completely yeah. out there. Insane. I loved it. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I, love, I love Dillinger's Cape Plan more than System Down, actually. <laughs> I miss them. I miss them. I miss them very, very, very much. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsins? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right. I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer, and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Let's talk about uh, Ego Templo, your new record. Let's do some due diligence and cover that for a bit. Um, what was it like releasing a record during a pandemic when you knew that you wouldn't be able to tour it? What was the whole build up towards that? Was there a moment that you said you wanted to keep it and wait until you could tour it? Or was it just, let's just push forward with it? This, the thing is, um, so in, I don't know in, in Montreal, but I think it's quite the same. I mean, in Quebec or Canada, um, the the beginning of the situation in France was about March, beginning of Mar mid, mid, middle of March, um, and we, we we like finished all the recording session just before the lockdown. That's that's oh, what that's, that's what 
that, that was a good thing. I I want I, I needed to go there to do the mix and mastering, so we did it like uh, here in in this room, in, exactly in this room, uh, but with with Skype and and transferring files. And, oh really. Um, the thing is, we we it, it was it has always been to uh, it has always been planned to be released on November six, and and I was like uh, I was thinking the the situation is going to end soon, so it's going to be fine even if it's not going to end at, in November. Um, in France, during the summer, uh, the, the 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 situation was like uh, almost normal. We didn't even have all masks in the streets. The bar were open. The shops were open. I mean. So it was like normal and everybody was like, okay, December, it's going to be fun. It's going to be cool on stage and, and the release would be nice. So it, it didn't got, uh, got us at the, at the beginning because the situation wasn't planned to, 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 to stay and it stayed. So, um, the, I think you have to, 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 to try to, um, reinvent the, the, the methods of uh, releasing a, a record. Uh, as we said, uh, it, it's it's a shame because we are not able to tour, but uh, then we can spend more time on the promotion. That I'm not a big, I mean, it, I'm not a fan of it. I I need to do it, and I I love to speak with people about beers and and stuff. But <laughs> but um, I the, appreciate the, it. Yeah, <laughs> really, that's true. I, I I don't hate interviews anymore when when it's uh, not like every interview. So how's the band? So when did you start? When did uh, can you tell a bit about the members? Can uh, so what does it mean? <laughs> okay, yeah, you have internet, you can you can look for it. <laughs> but uh, but we we can take time to to yeah to to have a promotion plan, to have a plans for the next years, and and really ask ourselves what's important. And we 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 really understood that touring was important. So uh, yeah, we we can't wait for the for this year actually, but. Uh, to be honest, I'm not really optimistic now. We, we can just like set up the shows like for a week. We do rehearsal, live rehearsal yep. with members, with like creation, then go home for five months. Then, okay, in two weeks, you're gonna, sh you're gonna play. No, if I play in two weeks, I don't know how to grab a guitar now. So I, I, <laughs> I, need, to, I need to work. I mean, it's, it's, it's a work. So you have to, you have to be good for, uh, for, uh, for the audience. So. Yeah, it's 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 not uh, it's not funny, and especially it, it, because it, it started, it stopped, then everything was okay, then it started again, and everybody made the same mistake. Like yep. for for example, um, one funny thing I, I I don't know if it if it's the same in France, everybody will go to buy some uh, toilet paper <laughs> and, and 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 pastas. <laughs> Why? What, what are your plans on the lockdown? Really, like, like shit all day long. I, I mean, the, and the, the first it was the same in the first one, and then everybody was like, "No, it's not gonna happen again." And on the second one, it was the same. So what? And, and nobody missed. I mean, I think I, I don't know people who was missing uh, toilet paper at home. So I, it, it's we're always doing the, the same mistakes, and it's 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 boring, it's tiring. Yeah. What 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 did Einstein say about you know when you repeat the same mistakes? I think I think it's something about being insane, and, and the the human yeah. race is definitely a little yeah. bit insane. Uh, it did happen all across North America as well. The toilet paper thing. I don't know. I was confused about it as well. I think it has something to do with with comfort. You you want to you want to feel comfortable, and then for some reason, <laughs> wiping our ass 
with the piece of paper makes us feel comfortable. (laughs) 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 If you could handpick and there was no pandemic, obviously that Igor tour would have been sick. If you could handpick a dream tour lineup to promote Ego Templo to its fullest, to put yourselves on stage with the perfect audience in front of you to help build the band, what bands would be on that bill? Oh, that's a funny question because I always, uh, I, I, I always think about it, but no, no one asks this, so it's, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think, to be honest, I, I would love to have Death, Deftones as headliners and Gojira and Deluge. That would be like... Because we... we uh, to speak a bit about Deluge, but I, I, I love not speaking, speaking about it too much, but uh, it, it's... Um, I love melodies. It's not really black metal. It's it's heavy music inspired by black metal energy, and I love melodies. I love I love metal, even if I don't use I I don't listen to it as much as when I was a kid. But it, it, it I, I can only do metal for now, so I will <laughs> I will go to melodies, melodies, and 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 catchy stuff and a bit more easy to listen stuff without losing the energy because I don't want to lose the the the, the guts, the essence. But yeah, I would love to tour with Deftones and Gojira. That would be like that would be huge. I think that that that's yeah, that, that would be huge. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I want to talk about you handle the production on this record. So so, where did that come from? Uh, did you handle the production on the previous record, which came out five years ago? Uh, talk to me about all that. Do you do production for other stuff? I tried to find online if you did more production work, and I couldn't stumble across anything. So talk to me about that aspect yeah. of yourself. All right. Uh, yeah, because I think as a Cryptopsy singer, you might know Oceano. Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. And you might know jo- Joey Sturgis, maybe, the, the sound engineer. Uh, the name sounds familiar. Yeah, he, he did like Oceano, a lot of Oceano records. Maybe Born of Osiris, that might be your uh, your, your buddies. Or, or, uh, and um, the first one was uh, uh, not recorded, but Engine by uh, Joey Sturgis, our first album. So it was something like really... Um, really not organic really uh, like bulldozer yeah. and uh, uh, even if, um, I think it was it was a good sound at the beginning to, to start the band because Deluge wasn't a band before Ether the first record in 2015 uh, 2000 yeah 2015 sorry and I I really wanted something to something more organic to, to take the counterpart of uh, of the first one and even the um, the, the the music the, comp- the 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 creation the songs uh, evolved to naturally sound a bit more organic so yeah I really wanted something like I, I can I can manage every step of the of the of the creation of the recording of the mixing of the mastering and uh, from the beginning of the creation process, I I got help from uh, from from people from the sound engineers, from Thibaut Chaumont, from Deviant Lab in Poitiers, France, uh, from Amaury Sauvé, who did, who did the, the the drums, the the, the drum recordings. Uh, yeah, from from uh, Thomas De Rosy as well, who helped me a lot to 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 enhance the song. Uh, the first one, I really wrote it myself, and for the second one, I wanted to to. To, to bring a new new breath a new new energy and I, I got help from 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 people even from the band that's amazing that's so, so you had never done done production before this uh, no 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 I, I mean I was um, I, I, I really like 
not giving the others, but uh, not, not give the others, but uh, yeah, I want this. Uh, so what can you uh, propose me to do this? What can you suggest? Like a uh, way of, uh, of doing them. So it was, yeah, it was the, uh, it was the first time. That's amazing. That's amazing. It's, it's a big stress too. So, so were you extra stressed with this record? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> if anything goes wrong, it all falls on you. <laughs> That's it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure, the pressure. Also, um, first record with Metal Blade, which is amazing. Uh, five years between. I'm sure you've answered this one, but uh, I'm sure someone's asked. But I am curious. <laughs> why, why the five year gap? Uh, that is a long time between. Two okay, years. bye, Matt. Thank you. It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> I am just personally curious. Uh, to be honest, um, uh, Deluge is quite. Um, it's um, some things that I wanted, I needed to do it for the first album. Uh, it, it was songs that I created in, like in my flat alone, and I, I really needed to write something on my own. I used to make, I, I used to make music for uh, 20 years, um, and I always, I always been a part part of bands, other bands, and I really needed something personal, something that I would. I would um, I would lead myself, and uh, and the, the the first album was a bit uh, was necessary was mandatory. I, I wanted to have another story to tell for the second one. I really wanted to tour a lot, so we did like seventy uh, shows, a bit more, seven, seven, yeah, a bit about seventy shows on Ether in France, Europe. We did uh, we did great tours, and um, and yeah, I had another story to tell, and I had uh, I had a daughter. Two years and a half ago, so uh, I, I also lose my, my job two years and a half ago. So it was a bit of um, a lot of everything, but um, but it's all the, 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 the one nice thing still, apart from my daughter, which is also a very nice thing, <laughs> very nice creature. Um, it's that it's a part of the story of Ego Templo. That's the time between the two. So it's not a bad question. <laughs> the time between the two. Um, there's also a story uh, in, in Ego Temple. Hmm, very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. Let's dance back into beer. If you could make your own craft beer for Deluge, what style of beer would it be and what would you call it? Um, oh, that's, uh, that's something funny. Um, I mean, I think it could depend of the of the mood. I would love to to make a few. Uh, uh, I, I I don't think that. Um, I mean, we could try to do like one beer, but um, as the deluge, so deluge uh, it means fluid in in English. I think deluge even even the Americans understand the deluge. Deluge is uh, something like biblical. So it, it it's um, we use this, the different states of water to to. To to evoke the different states of um, of feelings, like different feelings, and we would we would love to 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 do it with with beers or products or um, so we, we could have like some strong beers, some some refreshing beer, some even non alcoholic uh, non alcoholic beer. It would be a but it it could be named with the name of the song actually, like naufrage would be would would be nice for a strong beer. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I love that you guys were a part of Slay at Home. 
I'm a, Frank is a, a Vox and Hops alumni. Uh, I love what he's been doing with Slay at Home. Talk to me about that whole experience, being a part of it. And uh, did that help you a little bit fill the void of not being on stage? <laughs> Yeah, I, to, to be honest, actually, yes. Um, one nice thing were uh, were this uh, was this, and um, even the, we did a residence for uh, to, to prepare the the, the December tour, uh, the, the tour in December, and we were almost uh, sure that the the tour wasn't gonna happen, wasn't going to happen during the just before the, the the residence but we really wanted to do it because we we had anyway we had work to do on the on the on the live show so it's not like lost it's not just a, a rehearsal live it's like creation of the show so you you can do it now or in six months you will need to do it anyway so and it was really nice like to to hear a real drum because we don't we don't rehearse uh, anymore even if uh, if, uh, if we need to, you, we will do it, but we don't remorse uh, weekly, for example. We just weekly. So, um, so it was really nice to, to, to gather at the beginning because we don't see, uh, uh, we don't see each other uh, all, all, all the days. So, and yeah, yeah, the, 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 the Slay at Home was, was a nice experience. I think it was uh, a friend got in contact with uh, Marcus from Metal Blade and uh, had, the, had the album, really liked it. And uh, one funny thing that we, maybe it's your next question, but uh, uh, that um, Tetsuya Fukagawa from Envy was, was, uh, was able to do it too. That was, uh, was amazing. Awesome. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, one last question. Uh, it's definitely not happening to you this month, but it probably happened to you last month. Uh, what is your hangover cure? <laughs> Waking up. <laughs> no, to, no, yeah, that's step one. Uh, to be honest, it's not, it's not a good thing, but uh, like, yeah, a shower, uh, going to work, then I'm surrounded with my demons, <laughs> so I can watch them <laughs> in the eyes. And about midday, I start with one light beer, and and it. It goes. That's amazing. I love it. <laughs> FT, thank you so, so much for taking the time talking to me about your life, music, and craft beer, of course. Um, I love it. Everyone, please go check out Deluge, Ego Templo. Excellent record. I can't wait for you guys to come over to North America. I think that North Americans are going to love you guys. we got to get you on that tour with Deftones and Gojira. Uh. <laughs> come on, Chino. Yeah, <laughs> come please. On, Eagle. Let's get it going. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you so much FT. Cheers. Bye Matt. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. I had such a great chat with FT. It's just so much fun to hang out with people and just immediately know that you're going to be good friends when you hang out again. I've been very lucky to have a bunch of those doing Vox and Hops interviews, and this one was exactly like that. I can't wait to get over there and to taste a bunch of wine with François Thibault, uh, hopefully taste a bunch of those 
great French craft beers he was talking about. Uh, I am super, super stoked for that. If you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should follow it on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, you should also rate it and write a review because when you do that, more people just like yourself will be able to discover the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. You should also sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast's mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S dot com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal podcast throughout the past week. Do yourself a favor. Sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal podcast's mailing list. Trust me, this is a party you do not want to miss. The Vox and Hops Metal podcast is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. I hope you have a great weekend. I know that I am going to... I am looking forward to relaxing with my family, uh, getting outside and enjoying the sunshine with them. I hope that you get a chance to do the same. I'll be back next week with more episodes. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. Hey, you. Did you have any plans this year? Ha! How's that going? Did you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at Tuesday. 020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.